listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Mikey H, Chickapedia, and Watch for Zombies. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. Hey there, lovelies, and thanks for joining us on the 300th. Oh th- my god. 300th. Can you even? <laughs> episode of Final Girls Horrorcast. The show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I have it memorized because I've done it 300 times, but I still <laughs> read it every single time. time. You got I'm it. Amy. And I'm Carly. And we're back. We're in July still. And what does that mean, Carly? It's Aquatic Horror Month because I love Aquatic Horror. So you all have to watch it. I love how we are not at all on the same wavelength of what <laughs> we're calling it. Well, it's Blood in the Water Month. Yes. But also we watch Aquatic Horror in Blood in the Water Month. I know, but you literally never call it Blood in the Water Month. I've always called it Blood in the Water Month. We are not on the same page with what we're calling this thing. I do forget often well and um, we edit we edit and upload the episodes and i'm just very curious if you're going to continue with labeling this blood in the water month or if you're going to label the episode aquatic horror month <laughs> i don't just, know what did what do you what did i put last time i think i always well just it's our second movie notes. so we haven't you haven't had a chance yet so we'll see what happens oh. We'll see oh, what we happens will. this week when you're uploading. For but us. now you've called it to my attention. So yeah, now I don't true. know what is going to happen. Well, we are drinking because it's our 300th episode. I don't know if I said that yet, but it's our 300th episode. So we're drinking. We're celebrating. Huzzah. And so maybe you'll just happen to forget this conversation. Plausible. And you don't listen to it when you edit it. I sure so. don't, guys. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I go, this looks right. Yeah. Upload. So anyway, it is Blood in the Water Month or Aquatic Horror Month or whatever the frick you want to call it. Hear that? I censored myself. Oh, my God. That was crazy. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I'm starting now. Episode 300 is going to be different, guys. (laughs) You've seen a new Amy. Um, Anyway, uh, so with this month we are doing aquatic horror films as curated by carly what is this week's film miss carly we are going to be talking about sphere from 1998 uh and it is streaming on hoopla um which i just i think i learn this every once in a while but i just remembered this time because i haven't used hoopla in a while if you have a library card, you can actually watch movies for free on Hoopla. Oh. So that's what I did. Um, if you don't have a library card, it is also two eighty nine to. You could rent. have told me that I fucking rented it. <laughs> oh, I'm back to old Amy swearing again. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman needed your two eighty nine, so it's fine. <laughs> mm. Well, luckily there was Prime Days, and I waited to get my shipments, so I had like. 
some oh, the digital free, the free money. dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, so it didn't really cost me anything. That's smart. Um, so yeah, we do spoil movies. Um, so check that out on Hoopla or give it a rent if you haven't seen it. Don't um, don't, don't spend your money on it. Or just continue don't. at your own risk. Just use just that, watch use that library card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving it away. Uh, Sorry. Sheesh. But before we jump into today's film, let's get started with the segment that we like to call Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Nun 2. It's due to be released on September 8th. It's directed by Michael Chavez, who previously directed The Curse of La Llorona, The Maiden, The Conjuring, and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. It's written by Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang, uh, who previously worked on The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It's also written by Akila Cooper, who wrote Megan. Oh my gosh, lots of people. The IMDb summary is 1956 France, a priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit follows Sister Irene as she once again becomes, as she once again comes face to face with Volok, the demon nun. Ooh, would we call I that almost killed hit? that. I almost <laughs> killed that. Was it? Can we look it up? What did the nun? I'm going like, to guess No. What did the nun have in terms of money coming in? It might have done well only because it's a Conjuring movie and it looks creepy, but the movie itself could not have gotten good reviews. It is not a good movie. Uh, oh, I guess. So the budget was an estimated $22 million. It grossed... It made it back first weekend. It got $53 million opening weekend in U.S. and Canada. Sure. And then it grossed $117 million in U.S. and Canada and worldwide $365.5 mil. Hmm. That's way better than I thought. I mean, I think it did well. It doesn't surprise me that it did well financially. I just can't imagine that it did well. I mean, reviews-wise on IMDb, it's like 5 out of 10. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So I think Rotten Tomatoes was pretty bad, too, if I remember correctly. I looked at it earlier today. Um, Yeah, I had um, a friend of mine. (laughs) One one star. (laughs) My friend of a friend of mine was like we were just talking about like horror movies coming out. A lot of my friends will check in with me to see like what horror movies I'm excited about that are coming out. Um, Because I'm the resident horror nerd of my friends. Uh, Surprise, surprise. And uh, yeah, he was like, oh, did you see the trailer for The Nun 2? And I was like, yeah. And he's (laughs) like, I'm really excited for it. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I'm stoked that you're excited for it. And and he's like, I loved the first one. And I just remembered like last or not last week, but weeks ago, we were talking about how there's going to be a sequel to The Nun. I was like, who wants this movie? That there guy. are people that want this movie, and <laughs> I have a friend that is one of them. So I, my apologies. You, you Listen, if you love The Nun, I'm very happy for you. I just, to me, it, did, it just didn't have a plot. <laughs> so just, Rotten Tomatoes, it got 35% audience score, 25% critic yeah, score. Yeah, I just don't, I think maybe if you see it in the theater and you're just caught up in the jump scares, like... I could see you enjoying that experience, right? But I watched it at home on my TV and I 
could not make heads or tails of this plot. And the jump scares for me, as someone who watches a lot of jump scares, were very formulaic. So I saw all them coming. Um, This particular friend is so much fun to watch horror movies with, though, because he is so affected by jump scares, like more than anyone. (laughs) He will jump and go, ah! Um, I watched Scream with him and he did that. Oh, I bet that was so fun. You had a jump scare with Scream. (laughs) Where? (laughs) I I think at the end. I don't even remember. I really don't. But, um, That's so funny. One of my friends was flying home today and he was watching The Nun on the plane and he was like, it's just so flat, which I think it is. I think yeah. the jump scares were mostly just like loud noises, like yeah. from what I remember. Um, but you know what? Hey, if you love a jump scare and this movie gave that to you, go crazy. I'm still going to see this one because I'm curious. I want to see it. I think it looks better than the first. It looks it like does. they're trying to give it a plot, which is great. Yeah. Um, But I don't have high hopes for it. <laughs> I'm not, like, excited about it. But there's not a lot. There, I mean, it's early September. We're going to be waiting for all the good stuff to come out. So I think that uh, I'll see it, you know. We're going to get our treat with Talk to Me. I got And oh then... And then I'm very excited. I was else. I was telling my friends like, Yay. "Talk to me is going to be the big horror release this year." A hundred and maybe Cobweb. I'm also very excited about Cobweb. Yeah, those same. are the two that I'm like the most excited for this year, for sure. I'm and you already saw Talk tomorrow. to Me, but I guess we can talk <laughs> about that later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. barely. We won't. Yeah. It'll be casual. Okay. Um, so the nun two cautiously optimistic that it's better than the first one. Yeah. Um. I mean, we have at least a good writing team here. Um. So there's that. Uh, I will say Michael Chavez is has yet to direct a movie that I'm in, that I enjoyed. Yeah. But at least we have a decent writing team here. I mean, the autopsy of Jane Doe and Megan were both very well written. So Fantastic. we might actually get a plot. Fingers yeah. crossed. Let's see what happens. I believe. Moving on. All right. And we're ready to jump in the water with a sphere. <laughs> the bloody <No>. water. <laughs> the bloody water. Yeah. Uh, the eel-infested, jellyfish-infested water. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> with a sphere from 1998. This crew is kind of crazy. So it's directed by Barry Levinson, who did Good Morning Vietnam, Rain Man, and Sleepers. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's written by quite a few people. So it's based off of the novel by Michael Crichton, who we all know from Jurassic Park and Westworld. Um, the adaptation of the novel was done by Kurt Wimmer, um, who also wrote The Recruit and Equilibrium. And then the screenplay was written by Stephen Hauser... Um, who did Donnie Brasco and The Sum of All Fears. I'm just checking to make sure that there's not one more writer because I feel like I did that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. It's there's there was so much to digest here that I was like, wait a minute, who is who is who? No, it's just Stephen Hauser. I forgot that this was a Michael Crichton adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was the screenplay was also written by Paul Atanajo, um, who also wrote um, Donnie Brasco and Quiz Show. Okay. Um, so Jesus. we have a lot, a lot of people 
are involved in the writing of this film. Too many. Too many. And I feel like that (laughs) you feel it when you're watching it. Um, The IMDb summary is a spaceship is discovered under 300 years worth of coral growth at the bottom of the ocean. Very straightforward IMDb summary. So I was excited to watch Sphere. I knew I'd never seen it before, but I love an aquatic horror film that feels like an outer space film because Mm -hmm. that's what the ocean is to me. And it Basically, really felt outer space. I wrote notes, but they're in the other room. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great I... <laughs> place for them. Use the force. I'm Bring gonna remember probably some of it. Um, I remember the beginning where they're on the spaceship. It it feels like Alien. Like it literally, it was giving Alien vibes. Um, it's giving Alien. Yeah, it's giving a lot of things. It's except giving a whole for lot of a positive movie watching experience (laughs) this i kept on thinking that i missed something because of how confused i was but the pacing of it is just kind of a a mess i don't think you're confused i think the movie is confused yes um i think i was reading up on it and dustin hoffman was like the movie wasn't ready to be released they still had like a lot of issues that need to be addressed a lot of things that they needed to rework and it feels like they kind of um did a test viewing of it fixed like the one thing that people were confused about which was like at the end they like put them in a decompression chamber because they were like no way would they like have survived just being out in the open afterwards yeah <laughs> it's, like the one thing that they fixed and then they sent the movie out into the world and it's the only mo- the only thing that i remembered from this movie is a that i would always get it confused with event horizon sure and understandable B, right it's very <laughs> i think they also came out around like around the same time too i would imagine so and Queen Latifah getting attacked and killed by jellyfish. Oh, poor Queen Latifah. You know, she deserves so much better. Listen, this movie makes no sense. I don't None. know. I would assume the novel makes sense. Mm. I would assume so. Um, but the movie... Uh, no. Sense did not make the cut in the writing of this film, or at least in the edit edited version we got. Um, so basically, we have... We we meet Dustin Hoffman, who's a psychologist, right? Yes, psychiatrist. He, I would psychiatrist. Think. Okay. Yeah. Um, who for some reason wrote some sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Manual. Um, I guess because I can't yeah. think of the word that I'm like looking a presidential for. pamphlet yes. on what, what to, to do. do. If aliens appear on Earth. Are discovered. Yeah. And so he's brought into the middle of the ocean. He thinks he's going to investigate like a plane crash um, and deal with the people that have just crashed on this plane. But no, they like put together the scientists that he said in his little pamphlet um, to go down to discover or to, you know, investigate this spaceship that has been crashed or that they located at the bottom of the ocean and that's been there for 300 years yeah, yeah um and they don't know that though until they go down there right no and they, they like, knew it the, they, they knew the it before because the okay. coral was so big mm-hmm. that they knew how long it had been there 
Okay, gotcha. And so it's so funny because they really make his character kind of seem like a little bit of a bumbling idiot because he's like telling all of his friends like I made up half the stuff in that pamphlet like I don't know like I just sounded good to me and some of it I stole from science fiction writers and like now they're going off of it like it's a bible and I don't know what we're getting into down there but we're sure not prepared for it um and so they come upon the spaceship they investigate it they realize that it's humans that from the future right. that have crashed. Very and Twilight then, Zone twist at yes. the beginning of the film. Yes. It's not alien. It's actually <laughs> no. human. It's a planet of the apes, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and they find this huge floating living sphere. Can I just say, up until this point, I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying myself. It's like totally. literally everything after this point because I'm we're moving fast. We're cooking mm-hmm. with gas. I'm interested. I'm excited. Although I will say I'm very confused mm-hmm. about how to get on this ship. Well, they weren't. They did it. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> I didn't quite see it happen. And I'm not sure. I mean, I saw it happen once. Yeah. Yeah. But then every other time that it happens after that, it seems like we can ju- we can just go on and no yeah. one needs to know we're going on. And it's really easy just to get on by ourselves when we're all alone. Um, totally. Totally. Which they do often, which is the number one rule of diving or like yeah. any kind of sea exploration is you need a buddy. Like yeah. you need to be diving with someone. People are just going off by themselves exploring things and literally not telling people they're doing yeah. it. So they <laughs> All go the back time. To, throughout yeah. the entire movie. <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre. So we go back to the ship and there is a storm. And I was like, that's kind of weird that, like, they have to go up because there's a storm, like, a million feet above them and the thing. But whatever. Wait, um, back up also because they get on the ship and they're like, we have 30 minutes of air. How do you have 30 minutes? Of- that doesn't seem like very much. Well, because they said that they had to, like, do that thing where they breathed in all the helium, right? And then they, I don't know, they made an excuse for it. It reminded me of in Thank You for Smoking, where the guys are talking about it. And they're like, yeah, they're in space. And they're like, but you can't smoke cigarettes in space. And he's like, well, we'll just invent the whatever it's called. So now we can smoke in space. Like, that's kind of what it felt like to me. Right. Like, we'll just say that in one line. We'll kick it out and everybody will believe the rest of it. But they do that throughout the entire film about yeah. literally everything that matters. Yes. So- in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> it um, work. By the way, Event Horizon came out in 97, in case you were curious. Okay, so very, yeah, very close. They were obviously um, pushing the release of this. Yeah. I would think to in order to keep that audience, yeah. right? Keep that momentum. Oh, you loved mm-hmm. Event Horizon? Check Watch out Sphere. Sphere. You'll Dustin be Hoffman, severely Sharon disappointed. Yeah. Severely Get it? Severely. I see that. I like what you did there. Thank you. (laughs) Sphere. Um. So the one of my and and up until it's uh, Dustin Hoffman and Samuel L. Jackson talking, and Samuel L. Jackson's like, you know, we all die down here, right? (laughs) And he's and Dustin Hoffman's like, what? And he's like, well, three hundred years in the future, like if we made it up, we'd tell them about it. So obviously we're not making it out of here 
And I'm right. like, tell me more. And, and then, I love that. I, it was so good. It was so I good. I think it's the creepiest moment of the entire 100%. film. hundred percent. He's yeah. like in his sleeping pod. Yeah. Like, we're all going to die down here. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, Samuel? Awesome. Fantastic. So good. Perfect and then, delivery. And then everything kind of gets fucky. It's awful after that. Yeah. Yeah. Then we because, hit the... Mm. Because the twist of the movie is earmuffs if you don't want to know but the twist of the movie is what exactly so question <laughs> manifestation yeah that's okay. the the villain of the film so essentially what happens is samuel jackson's character goes into the sphere um he comes out and he's a little weird yes Dustin Hoffman's character goes to get Samuel L. Jackson. I thought we were supposed to assume at that point that Dustin Hoffman also went in the sphere. He did. We saw him go in the same way Samuel L. Jackson went in. Exactly. So I was really confused how later in the movie we're all of a sudden not supposed to think that he went into the sphere. Right. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? And they do it again with Sharon Stone's character when she's like having a meltdown in the kitchen. If you don't she's... want us to know that they went in the sphere, don't show us going them going into the sphere. No, exactly. And there's That's like it. This, there's this point where Sharon Stone's like, you didn't tell him what's in the sphere, did you? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, how did you tell him why you know what's in the sphere? Because she went into the sphere. But then like 10 minutes later, there's a scene where like, she's accusing Dustin Hoffman of going into the sphere, but she's like, I never went into this. It's just like, listen, the only way to resolve this film would have been they were in the sphere the whole time. They saw the sphere. They were in the sphere. At the end of the movie, they're still in the sphere. That would have been the only thing that makes sense because literally what they're trying to do after the fact makes I don't think that would have made sense, though. I don't think that would have helped because they're trapped in the sphere and they're living whatever this life is in the sphere with. I mean, at least that's a something. Whatever we get here, it's it's so it doesn't make any sense. First of all. If the only thing the sphere does is give you this magical power that you can manifest the things that are going to happen, but only through sleep? Because no, it's not only through sleep. It's not sleep. only through sleep. So the thing is, is that you manifest, you manifest the things that you're dreaming of or thinking of, um, but the human condition, because we are so fragile, we immediately go to fears right. instead of good things. And so being stuck hundreds of miles like or miles not hundreds of miles but miles below the surface very secluded you go out you immediately start thinking of the worst thing that you can possibly think of so the jellyfish the eels the your friends turning on you because so and so is out to get you like that didn't bother me that makes sense it was just the execution of how how they figured it out because it felt like the filmmakers didn't know what kind of movie they were making or what the kind of plot or storyline was of how everything was supposed to unfold. And so that made it translate really weirdly to the watcher. They didn't have rules. Yeah. 
they were cowboying it. Mm-hmm. It's the wild, wild west of storytelling. And then they're just trying to piece it together after they already decided on things. Yeah. So And then they, they resolved it the, really quickly. And the computer, like the pacing is so fucking weird. It's really and, weird. Like, people aren't concerned when they should be, which is... I mean, Queen Latifah died, and it's like she didn't even die. I mean, it, people barely cared. It's Jackson like, oh, Hoffman she died. In the That's kitchen, too bad. Listening to her screaming, and he yeah. was just like, "I'm going to chalk that up to bad editing." Because no way, Dustin Hoffman was like, "This is a good idea." You know what I <laughs> this mean? Is like, what my reaction would be to to someone dying in front yeah. of me, especially Nothing. if the jellyfish was his fear, right? It's just, like. It doesn't yeah. make sense. And like, does that mean that he was thinking of jellyfish killing her or just killer jellyfish existing at that moment in time? Uh, probably just existing or the fear of them getting to him. But she was out there. But to me, the biggest plot hole of the entire film is they finally figure out the manifestation magical powers they have, and they don't use it to their advantage, which would be, oh, we just magically show up on the surface. <laughs> like, I think that it, they kind of do, because yeah. I, do, I do understand the fear of Sharon Stones where she just immediately thinks of, like, the explosions that she's, like created at the bottom of the thing but i also think that they they probably wouldn't have made it up had they not manifested it all they had to do was say collectively let's think of ourselves being rescued on the surface being that's all they had to do if they all collectively were thinking that not a problem and if you're in that frame of mind you could do that like that shouldn't be hard for you if you know you have magical powers like 100% 100% to me it doesn't it just doesn't fucking make sense and then what is the end of this movie they just decide can I tell you okay <laughs> so just... that part was fine when that sphere it... went flying from the ocean into outer space I was like the fuck why like, no why no. Why would it do that? No, this would have been the perfect opportunity to leave it at the bottom of the ocean and like cut to another rescue group going down there because they didn't know you know what i mean did they make the sphere go away they no is that what they were doing when they were holding hands or were they just collectively trying to forget the manifestation powers they no they were just they were forgetting the sphere even existed right so why would the sphere because they were saying were they saying, oh, the sphere doesn't exist, and so the sphere ceased to exist? It didn't because... cease to exist, though it shot into outer space. But that's what they should have done. The sphere exploded. Let's all hold hands and believe the sphere exploded. Then the sphere would explode. End of movie. Instead, they're holding hands and saying, the sphere, we see our powers cease to exist. Let's forget all of this. So they manifest forgetting it, but the sphere still exists. And then it shoots into space for some reason. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't I, mean anything. They could have there's so many directions this could go, and they yeah. picked the worst one. <laughs> yeah, I think that it shouldn't have shot into the into into space. It should have just stayed down there. No. No, and what they're manifesting is the worst option. There's mm-hmm. so many better options. 
You can literally yes. manifest anything you want. At least manifest yourself a million dollars or billion dollars before, right? Like, you're not using that to your advantage at all? Like, no. period? I mean, you're not even going to try? I think I support them just going to forget about it and not I don't. getting greedy. I do not. I do not <laughs> think it's realistic. And I don't think... I do, because I wouldn't want that power. But you're just forgetting it? I just want it to be gone. Yeah. That's dangerous. Manifesting Fine. what you think. But the way they get rid of it is stupid. Can we the agree? Way the, the way the movie gets rid of it is stupid. I don't think the way that they get rid of it is necessarily stupid. Why would it be forgetting the, what happened? That doesn't stop the problem. The sphere because, still no, exists. If, They're still going to they, go down there. But if they forget it, it's, you know, plausible deniability. They're not going to keep more scientists from going down there. I think they should have. That was the perfect opportunity for a sequel is that they could have. They could have just left it down Fuck, there. I don't even want to watch this one, let alone a sequel. I don't sequel. want a, a sequel, but I'm saying in the 90s, it would have been it would have made sense if that's where it went. Fuck this movie. This is one of the most aggravating films I've seen in a long time. With the most promise. I wonder what I the know. novel's like, because it can't be anything like this. <laughs> I would read. I would read the novel. I would. For I sure. would, too. Um, there's a lot of great ideas here. It's just there's no rules. And instead of making rules, they like retroactively try to make sense of the rules they set up in the first. Like the computer thing. Zero sense. Zero um, sense. That gave me Hal vibes. Okay, you know? but like they're setting it up that there's a being. Yeah. That there's an alien being they're talking to. Mm -hmm. And the twist is that they're not talking to an alien being. They're talking to Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson is, has somehow manifested a discussion in code for some reason. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it just no, make it make sense if you're going to do it that way. <laughs> because it feels like when Samuel L. Jackson comes out, he's, like, almost in a very childlike state of mind. Yeah. And it just, it feels... It doesn't bother me that it, like, affects each of them differently, but it's also – it doesn't make sense with the conclusion of the film. They were trying so hard to, to set up red herrings yeah, that they forgot that it doesn't make sense, the red herrings yeah. are set up. Like, like, that's the big problem here. Yeah. It's like, you're going to set it up so that we think there's an alien being controlling the whole situation. Yeah. And is our HAL computer discussion person uh, that you forgot to actually make it work with the actual plot that you are trying to incorporate into the film. So yes. just, it, it's really sloppy. The pacing is super fucking weird. The pacing so bad. Listen, the editing being choppy and weird makes sense because of all the manifestation happening that's the only thing that makes sense with it yeah um so i can like forgive the weird choppy editing but it's still weird that the characters are reacting to the situations the way they are mm -hmm. um no one seems to care that people are dying really yeah. like they're there's they're like inconvenienced by it more yeah. than they're upset by it um it's just, it's a little, like, psychopathic. I'm like, who are these people that they don't even care that there's dead people? For no, ship? totally. And it's so, I will say, I 
really liked the jellyfish scene. I thought that the jellyfish looked really cool. And also those eels were really spooky. And I found out that uh, DJ Johan from Linkin Park actually mm. designed the sea snake. Oh, wow. Uh, via concept art, which I thought wow. was a really fun fact. That is a fun fact. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, but, but I don't like Linkin Park, and I don't like this movie. So. That snake was really scary. The snakes are cool. Like I, I don't have an issue with the sea aquatic life we're getting. I just totally. Don't. The movie just makes no sense. The plot doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. They yeah. didn't work it. I agree with Dustin. The movie wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. It's sloppy, and maybe the original script was great. Um, but whatever we got here is discombobulated, discombobulated nonsense. Yeah. So there's that. I can see where they were going with it. I can see Same. that there's a version of this film that's wonderful. Yeah. Just totally. watch Event Horizon. Watch Annihilation. Those are two films with very similar feels that are much better than this one. Way more cohesive. That's that. Have we ever oh. covered Annihilation? We have, right? It's we just have. been a long time. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. Um, But yeah, this was kind of a bummer, Carly. This is a mess. I'm sorry. Sorry. But after last week, you get one. Look. You know? (laughs) I don't know how the next two movies are going to go either, but we're going to, it's going to be an adventure. Sure. Fair. I'm excited. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we both watched Insidious. We did. Insidious, the red door. Yeah. Should we Are we going to talk about, about it? it? Yeah, we'll do like a spoiler-free discussion maybe. Cool. I like it. I liked it. I liked the movie. I'm going to say it. I had really low expectations. <laughs> and I. it's not a perfect movie by any means, but um, I was in a very responsive theater, which made it really fun. Mm. And I appreciate, uh, was this Patrick Wilson's directorial, directorial debut? debut? Was yes. it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I thought he did a great job. There was some good setups. I thought like it looked really good. Um, yeah. I, what did you think? Because I already told you what I felt about it, but you haven't told me if how you felt. Um. So I saw it just a few days ago. I went to the theater alone at a matinee like I do. It's my favorites to do. Uh, and it was about uh, right before the movie started, people appeared. But until then, I was like, I always do this. I go to a matinee. I sit in the theater by myself. And I worry that I'm going to be the only person in the theater because I do oh, not I love want that. I do not want that experience. I, I don't want a ton of people in the theater, but I do like to feel some sort of community in a theater. Sure, sure. Um, also, like a very jump scary movie, I'm probably going to get a little bit more freaked out, which is a good thing, I guess. That is a but, good thing. But the anticipation of it, I'm like, Ugh, oh, God. <laughs> um, one disappointment, the title card did not... Deliver like, ah! the insidious jump scare title card non-existent. Just no. that's the spoiler I'm providing you. <laughs> uh, I was very upset about it. I I was upset. 
Um, I think the acting was fine. Um, Patrick Wilson is directing, writing, and singing in this movie. Going Look at that for man. it. Look at him go. <laughs> Jack of all trades. He is. Um, the story works. I liked the new characters we got. I thought it it was fine. Like, I think as a third, the only reason I don't think it works as like a third, inst- granted, it's a fifth installment, right? Not a third installment. I'm yes. going to call it a third installment because it, it is a third it installment is, it, of, for this story. This family, this is yeah. the this is their third film. Right. Yes. Yes. So sequentially, it's a third rule of threes do not apply here. Um, I don't think it's the best of the series. I think it goes in that order. One, two, three, um, which is not a bad thing, because I think one and two are still stronger, are stronger films, but they're strong enough that a third film being slightly less strong still works. Um, the jump scares for me. There was one that was effective. And the the fun thing about Insidious is the random jump scares that don't make any sense and scare the crap out of you. So There's good. one. There's one here that doesn't quite hit that note for me personally. Um, yeah. But it's still fun. I feel uh, like I, they all landed in with in my theater in some way. Oh, really? And that just made me like smile and giggle because like... Yeah, the two guys sitting next to me definitely like. <laughs> oh, were, really? Were, yeah, in for it. There was one that got me. Uh, the uh, I was expecting more to get me because usually the jump scare crafting of Insidious is on point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you know we're totally on par with a total with the normal Insidious practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I love. The They're so for... charming. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot. Feel free to interject. <laughs> no, I was just going to say I liked the setups for some of the scares where they weren't necessarily jump scares, but they were like uncomfortable. I'm waiting for it. Scares. Do you a know lot I mean? of suspense. Yeah, for sure. Like a yeah. lot of build up for scares. Yes. Um. But I still think as a horror fan, you can still kind of pinpoint it. There was, like I said, there's one where I couldn't. Um, But usually I'm pretty good at knowing. And no. (laughs) Yeah, totally. There was one where that didn't work, which is always fun. Um, But I I think the story was strong enough. I I enjoyed my time with it. I will love to add an Insidious 3 next to my Insidious 2 in my Blu-ray collection and, you know, occasionally visit it. Um, it's a great trilogy, to I be think fair. it works. It works great as a trilogy. Ignore, yeah. ignore, you know, key fingers. Just skip that one altogether. The other one is fine, but it does not... It's just not cohesive. I could have yeah. done with some more Ghostbuster dudes. Um, I know. We only got a little. Of, we got uh, a hint of them. And I was yeah. like. We got a YouTube video. Yeah. It was better than nothing. We got a little and we got Elise a little too. Yeah. We got a little Elise too. And so I'm down with that. I, I, it's charming. It's charming yeah. and it works. Yeah. Uh, is it the best no. no, but if you're a fan of the first two Insidious films, absolutely go check out uh, Insidious Red Door. I agree. 
and don't watch it if you haven't seen the first two because it's not going to make any fucking sense to you at all. <laughs> I really liked that they like just brought back the whole original cast. I think it's great. Like, that made me really happy. Rose Byrne is I fucking love her. <laughs> She's I amazing. Really, I think she is so multifaceted as an actress. And like, I think she's so fucking talented. Mm-hmm. And I think that like the story between them just made a lot of sense. You know what I mean? I, yes, but I also feel like her characters like I get that she ha- they had her in here just continuing her character, which totally makes sense, but mm-hmm. She's just so talented that I feel like this is kind of beneath her, to be honest. It's like she's a very bland character and like she's a mom and she has like four lines, which probably makes sense. She was busy doing other things uh, and I'm glad she's here. But I also feel like this is a little bit beneath her at this point. I don't think it's beneath her. I I think think that that they just could have done more with her character personally. I understand what you're saying, um, but I think... That it wasn't about her. And I think yeah. that that, like, it just, that what they ended up doing made sense. And I think that sh- she was kind of, like, the supporting in this one, you know? Question, was the art teacher the woman from Succession? I didn't recognize the teacher. She so... was She was the dad's wife on Succession. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I didn't Hold look on, it up, me... but I'm very cer- certain Let... about it. Yep. Marsha Roy. Yes, mm-hmm. she was. Yeah. Oh my God, she was also in uh, 2022 Hellraiser. There you go. I don't remember her in that. I don't remember her in that either. Um, I will say again, the acting was great. Patrick Wilson killing it in his directorial debut. I think that's I was fantastic. Ty Simpkins, too. Sure. Like, I thought he did a great job. He did like, fantastic. Who knew? Baby Dalton growing up Because into... they barely had him in the first film. So you'd think like maybe he was he's not that great of a kid actor because he's unconscious <laughs> the whole movie. I think he was in The Whale. Was no. he? No, he was. He was in The Whale. He was also in Jurassic World, but he was in Jurassic World when he was a baby. He was obviously Got The it. Whale came out last year. So, I, But no, I he was did really great. impressed with him. He did Good great. Job. I'm glad they didn't get a new actor. I'm Me glad too. that they stuck with him because they could have easily like, gotten anybody and we wouldn't have fucking known. Let's be honest. No, totally. But also um, his brother, Foster, was also yeah. th- the same kid great. that they He's used. He's not in it a ton, but he did fantastic. Yeah. I believed it. I believed it. And I remember seeing the little girl and I was like, I mm-hmm. forgot that there was a baby. <laughs> there she is, all grown She's up. She's all grown up. <laughs> I, I mean, think... not all grown up, but. Older. Yeah, I mean, grown up since we last saw her. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought it was fun, and I think it's worth seeing in a theater. I will say there's a very, like, Patrick Swayze moment at the end of this film when I'm watching the credits and Patrick's, <laughs> not Patrick Swayze. Wilson is singing. Well, yeah, Patrick Wilson is singing. And I'm like, oh, this is like Dirty Dancing. Track. She's like the wind. That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Patrick Swayze Wilson? Is that you? No, it's Patrick Wilson. I texted you. I'm like, is that Patrick Wilson singing this? And I was like, yes. I brought it up to my friend who saw this movie and she's like, was it? I was like, yeah, you couldn't tell. It was so obviously him. It was. I love that. He's like, I'm directing this movie and I'm singing in the credits. Let me out. Suck it. Let me at him. (laughs) Okay. 
that's all I have for Insidious, The Red I Door. I it. What else have you been watching? I mean, we have Barbie coming out. I'm just so excited for this week. It's a big week. Then we're going to have Talk next to week Me is coming Talk out. to Me and Cobweb. Oh, my God. They come out the same week? I'm pretty sure Cobweb comes out on the 28th, It's right? going to be a busy week. I know. Right? A double feature, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, I could do that. Don't threaten me with a good time. I'll just be like, by Tony, I will be in the theater all day, I guess. I have um, to take this day off. I have to go live in the theater for yeah. five hours. I have been watching uh, Hack My House on Netflix. Okay. Which I am not into home renovation shows. This show is so enjoyable, though. If you live in a small space, check out Hack My House because it's I, really fun. <laughs> I fell asleep to it once and I just they do too much with like electronics that like I yes. would never be able to put that in my house. No, like, I appreciate not, the small but space. It's, fun to see what they come up with um it is so i was watching that tony and i were watching that um i've been watching suits i've been following your suit and watching suits i'm almost done i'm closing out i have one more episode of season eight and then i have to switch to amazon or peacock for season nine all right what about you you saw talk to me suits i saw talk to me go see it everyone that's go all she's it. saying. That's all you should say. Don't say That's more. All I'm saying. Just everyone go see it. That's everyone go where see we're it. At. Yeah. Which I believe is the consensus. I mean, I see people, I've seen people online saying, I'm seeing it for the second time. And I'm like fucking bragging about it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna definitely go see it again. I might go see it, it again tomorrow. And then I might How are you seeing it tomorrow? Apparently there's another preview happening here and it's just that good that I wanna see it again. LA is super annoying. So- <laughs> that's why people are like oh but it's so expensive and i'm like yeah but i get to see really good horror movies weeks before it comes out. <laughs> a little bit annoying a little bit sorry all right so- well that's a lot to be excited so, about lots of we'll good see. stuff happening this summer with horror yeah. and we're stoked about it yeah uh, what are we doing for blood in the water month next week miss carly what are we watching funny you should ask uh, we are going to be talking about Below from 2002. It is streaming on Pluto. Um, I was going to say something about this movie. So I. <laughs> so you should. I literally. It's about a submarine. Okay. And that's really all that I know. Topical. Um, I know. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Just bringing submersibles back into focus again yes. for everyone. This, I um, think, also Sphere had like a implosion scene, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 So this movie, it was directed by um, David Tui, who also did um, like Pitch Black and Riddick. And so I think this originally started out as like one kind of movie, but then like Pitch Black was really popular. And so he was like, I'm going to make it horror. So that's really all that I know about it. And also Darren Aronofsky was one of the writers on it. So I'm I'm, interested. Yeah, I'm intrigued. That could go either way for me. A hundred thousand (laughs) percent. This could go either way. Um, Yeah. We have uh, a baby Scott Foley, which I'm really excited about. (gasps) Oh. Um, and Bruce Greenwood is interesting. Well, in 2002, so, that's like Felicity Felicity days for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we have 
you know, Scott to to little eye candy, little two thousand two eye candy, exactly, little nostalgic eye candy for us. Yeah, yeah. So I've never seen this. I it could go either way. Below, Below. now streaming on Pluto TV. Go check Hell it out. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, then, until next week when we're discussing Below, uh, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Oh, my God. 300 episodes. <laughs> <laughs>